0: Topic 5 of 20th Century Negro Literature. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shasta, Oakland, California. 20th Century Negro Literature. Topic 5 by john p green honorable john p green was born in 1845 at new Bern, north carolina of free parents as a boy 12 years of age he went with his widowed mother to cleveland ohio he was educated in the cleveland public schools graduating from the central high school in 1869 he was admitted to the bar of south carolina in 1870 returning to cleveland he for nine years served as justice of the peace in 1881 he was elected member of the ohio legislature serving three terms in 1897 he was appointed To a position in the post office department by President McKinley. He was also delegate to the National Republican Convention in 1872, in 1884, and in 1896. All citizens who are industrious, honest, brave, and patriotic should vote without regard to their color for a man may possess all these characteristics and yet be ignorant ignorance is only relative anyway a the negro is a citizen c 14th amendment to the constitution etc b he is industrious and by his industry has not only helped to develop the resources of the United States, but he has produced much of the property which is unjustly held by many white voters and withheld from him, especially in the South. The property of the South is due not more to the capital invested in the agricultural and manufacturing enterprises of that section than to the labor of the negro who furnishes the foundation of all wealth labor there see the untutored negro has shown himself to be honest he has never betrayed a trust imposed in him during the great civil war he was true to the trust imposed in him by his master at the front who confided to his care the sustenance and even life of his wife and little ones. This was the supremest test of his honesty, which he sacredly discharged. Since the war, he has faithfully adhered to and followed the fortunes of the Republican Party by the mandate of which he was emancipated even though in doing so he has suffered all the evils which a hostile opponent can invent to plague and swerve him from what he considers the path of gratitude and honor d he is brave as the records of our wars will prove his blood has stained many battlefields where under Old glory he fought for the Union and Liberty not only on American soil but also in foreign lands the Negro in contending in war for the life and liberties of this Republic has literally covered himself with glory one that he is patriotic goes without sagging in the light of what has been written in the foregoing paragraph with all his coarse and homely ignorance the heart of the american negro when yet a slave throbbed with patriotic love and loyalty and this too at a time when his college-bred and intelligent master was doing his uttermost to destroy this glorious fabric of union it is only reasonable to assume that a man whose ignorance does not blind him from shooting right can and will under proper instruction which is given in prints and on the stump to all other voters vote rightly two the first and most potent step in the direction of humiliating the negro and relegating him to a condition of mental serfdom is to deprive him of the ballot it is the only token of real power which he possesses aside from his brawn which the white american really covets and once shorn of that he would like samson be passive in the hands of the philistines three another suggestion which may be urged in behalf of the suffrage rights of the ignorant and non property holding negro is that he is a hopeless minority nor could he by any means control the destinies of this country if the intelligent voters of the land would but be vigilant and prompt in the exercise of the franchise imposed in them it is a sad reflection that the alleged fraud and corruption which existed under the carpet-bag rule in the south during the reconstruction period could never have existed had the white voters of the south who were yet clothed with the elective franchise given their countenance and affiliation to the negro voters instead of standing aloof from them and leaving them to be swayed by a set of educated men many of whom were neither to the manner born nor particularly interested in the welfare Of the several communities in which they operated for we must never lose sight of the fact that the welfare of the Republic is not resident altogether in the brains of the voters the heart plays a very conspicuous part in the casting of a pure and salutary ballot as between a voter possessing a pure, kind, and patriotic heart, but an uncultivated mind, and another endowed with all the learning of the universities, but swayed by ulterior and unpatriotic designs, one would experience little or no difficulty in making choice of the former, even though clad in a black skin five the fact that a negro is a non-property holding negro should not militate against his right to exercise his rights of citizenship for many of the most useful and valuable of our voters of both races are non-property holding voters the fact of holding property is frequently predicated on conditions altogether fortuitous, a reverse of the wheel of fortune, a large or expensive family, a drought or flood, as well as many other contingencies, all play conspicuous parts in preventing good and true citizens from accumulating property even to the extent of an humble homestead while fire cyclone and flood often reduce a man of great possessions in a day to the conditions of a non property holding citizen and did his right to vote depend on his property holding he would be utterly bereft of it on the contrary it is no extraordinary thing to see a man of less than average intelligence, endowed with worldly goods, through a turn of the wheel of fortune, or the expansion or contraction of a margin, where men win or lose all on the casting of a die. It does not seem to have occurred to many of those who are exceedingly anxious to deprive ignorant and non-property holding negroes of the ballot that ignorance in a white man is just as vicious as ignorance in any other class of citizens yet they go on eliminating by laws of questionable validity the hard-working wealth-producing negro of the south while in most instances the ignorant dilettante and faneant with a white skin is not only permitted to vote but even protected in the exercise of the function upon the whole after mature reflection an affirmative answer which seemed to be the proper one to to the foregoing proposition under our present constitution yes the ignorant and non-property-holding Negro ought to vote. End of topic five.